Hello and welcome to the Mindful Commerce Podcast, a place where we talk to e-commerce experts and brands who care about protecting our planet. Today we're talking to Jessica and Naomi from 12, a sustainability consultancy firm helping businesses respond to the climate and ecological emergency and embed sustainability into the way they work. Happy New Year everyone. This is our very first podcast of 2021 and we are very, very excited because we'll talk to Jessica and Naomi about our sustainability framework which we built with them last year um it was a very interesting project and it is we think it's going to be very beneficial for the e-commerce industry um and also for the planet all notes will be in the show notes and if you have any questions or input please feel free to email us at info at mindfulcommerce.io enjoy Hello and welcome Jessica and Naomi. Um, Jessica, because you are the founder of 12, would you like to introduce yourself first and tell us a little bit about your agency? Hi, you just did a great job of introducing me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I am um, one of the two co-founders of 12 and we set up as a business in 2020. Uh, and yeah we're here to help businesses respond to the climate and ecological crisis um but yeah I've been working in sustainability for about 10 years um working with businesses mainly purpose-driven businesses to help them be better and have more positive impact in the world cool and what about you Naomi Hello. Um, So thanks very much for having us on the podcast. I'm a sustainability consultant um, and I've been working with Jessica over roughly the past year, which has been great. Um, uh, I kind of started out my career working for B Corps like Pucker Herbs um, and I've specialised in communications, marketing and working on policies and campaigns that kind of focus on big impact um, to help tackle the climate and ecological crisis. That's me. Perfect. And Jess, what brands have you worked with? Sure, yeah. So um, I spent some time, um, well, a few years ago, I was kind of working with larger businesses, so mainly um, like on corporate responsibility. So I did a lot of work doing sustainability reporting for companies like IKEA, Vodafone, BT, those kinds of um, organizations and then lately I've been working more with purpose-driven founder-led B Corps so I work with uh, Pucker been working with Pucker for the last three or four years I work with Ella's Kitchen Finisterre mm-hmm. I've done some work with Ecova and um, yeah so it's just oh and really one of the companies I'm working with at the moment is Edgar and Cooper who make pet food and I think your dog eats Edgar and Cooper. Yes, he does. <laughs> We've just transferred him over fully and he loves it. Great. <laughs> we yeah. love it too. Not to eat, but you know, <laughs> the brand. I look at the packaging and I'm just like, this is amazing. I'd probably eat that. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like the rule for us, like for the kinds of brands we like to work with, my co-founder Ellie and I, we often say like, is it the kind of brand that we, we like and we want to use? Mm and that we maybe probably have in our cupboards or on our shelves. And if the answer is yes, then yeah, we want to work with them for sure. Perfect. Cool. Um, 
So what are the kind of projects that you work on with these brands and what does the process usually look like working with you? Yeah, so basically what we tend to find is most businesses in the world, they want to make a positive impact um, or they want to, you know, more and more these days, people are waking up to what's going on in the world with the climate and with nature. And um, or if they haven't yet, they're kind of they're going to wake up soon. But they it's been amazing the last few years, ever since Greta has become a big name and, and Extinction Rebellion and the school strikes and all the things that are happening. And then, of course, now with pandemic and David Attenborough and all these things, people are waking up. And now most businesses are feeling the pressure from um, their their employees or their customers or even just their own consciousness um, of just being a better business and, and doing better things for the world and leaving the world a better place than they found it. So what we do is we help businesses to navigate those challenges because it's all very well saying, oh, I want to be a really sustainable business, but a lot of people just have no idea where to start. Mm. So um, yeah, what we'll do at 12 is we help guide businesses through that process and we normally help them to create a strategy, a sustainability strategy, which would help them identify targets and set a roadmap for improvement. And then also we'd help them to communicate that with their consumers. Uh, we also help businesses to become B Corps. And um, so if you don't know what B Corp is, it's a certification for ethical and sustainable businesses. So it's you should, if you don't know what it is, you should definitely check it out because it's an amazing movement that's sweeping the globe. I know you guys know what it is, but <laughs> the listeners don't know what it is. <laughs> um, there's something else that might sweep the globe that we worked on together recently. Um, so obviously we recently worked with you on a very exciting project. So we built the Mindful Commerce Sustainability framework together and it sounds like this isn't normally your usual style of project so what were your initial thoughts when you well when we approached you with this idea for the framework yeah great question so yeah we love working on the mindful commerce framework you guys um what we love about that project is that normally we'd be working with one business mm -hmm. on their own sustainability strategy and how they're going to become a more sustainable business themselves. So it's kind of on a micro level. When you approached us and talked about your vision for the mindful commerce framework, it just, it's basically the same thing, but on a whole industry level or even beyond an industry because e-commerce isn't exactly an industry. It's a kind of, it's a, a, a channel. It's a, it's a way people are selling. So it encompasses so much more on a much more macro scale, but it's a similar process that we followed um with you to get to the result that we we wanted we essentially well should we talk about the the project and what what um what we did yeah yeah I was gonna say um talk us through like so I approached you and I said or we said actually originally I think I wanted to make my business more sustainable and then that was it, yeah. work with you to define a framework for collectify and then you were like I think it's bigger than that um, because we would then use that framework to help other businesses in the e-commerce industry to kind of do the same thing. And then, yeah. Totally. I, really, I, just, yeah. I totally forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, it was because <laughs> I, I suggested it as like for us to be, or well, not authoritative, but have experienced the process, mm. then we could better understand it to deliver it and 
help others get to that place. So yeah. I was like, let's put Collectify through it. But then you guys were like, that's too big for Collectify. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work enough for Collectify. We need to go bigger. Yeah, I think that that's right. I think what happened was it was just, it was great to see that you, re- it was really obvious when you first approached us is that you really wanted to make an impact, but you weren't quite sure how. You had a huge amount of energy that you wanted to channel somewhere, but you, and you wanted to have this positive impact in the world, but you just were like, help us figure out what to do. So I think what we really noticed that your vision to bring everyone together in this mindful commerce community was, mm-hmm. was going to be the key. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we really needed is something to hold together that community yeah uh, we needed a focus so it's like you bring all these people through the door and saying we want to make e-commerce more sustainable and more mindful but when there's no answer to the question of okay how do you do that then it's a little bit up in the air so what we really wanted to create was a kind of best practice framework for mm. all of the things that anyone working in e-commerce can look at in terms of steps to become more sustainable more ethical more mindful Yes. And then provide that to them as, as something they can work through. Yeah. And then the next step was you went and did loads of research. Um, so, yeah. Do you want to talk us through that? Sure. Naomi, do you want to talk us through that? Yeah, sure. I was also just going to say, because I um, wasn't on the initial phone calls as well. So I remember when Jessica briefed me as well. It was obviously a really exciting project because we were talking about the fact that it could have a really big impact and that really came through when we did the initial research as well because it was clear that this was like a big open space where not a lot of work had been done Mm. um, and it was and it was definitely needed so it was yeah it was a great project to work on from that perspective. For our stakeholder research, we had a couple of different approaches. Firstly, we um, did a survey for the mindful commerce community mm-hmm. and kind of identified what the main environmental challenges that are facing the e-commerce world. Um, and as well as that, we also interviewed 10 key stakeholders from large merchants through to small ethical merchants, um, as well as tech developers and um, web experts um, to get a real range of perspectives and views on, again, what the most kind of prominent environmental challenges there are facing e-commerce. And we use that information to develop an insights report and kind of gather key recommendations for building the framework. When when you approached us, we realised that we needed to find out more about what was going on out there. Um, so the best way to do that was to speak directly to people who are working in e-commerce. So we ran some surveys, we did some interviews with some experts. And through that, we gathered a load of insights into what was happening out there, what was missing, what people needed. And the main things that we heard were that people really wanted to be more sustainable in their e-commerce, but they just had no idea where to start. Mm. They wanted to be more sustainable businesses, but they weren't really sure um, where to go to find those um, materials. They really valued the idea of a community that they could be part of. And they also really, um, they there just wasn't much out there already. So we could really see an opportunity. And what this, this told us is that the Mindful Commerce Framework 
could have a really a massive potential impact mm-hmm. um, because there's lots of people out there who are just poised to do something but they don't know where to start yeah why do you think these people didn't know where to start like I guess because e-commerce is a specific world and it's not just like your supply chains and yeah why do you think no one's done it before yeah it's a great question because some of the uh, brands that we spoke to even if they have quite uh, robust sustainability programs in place even some of the more kind of sustainable brands that you think of they hadn't quite uh, tied up their sustainability department with their e-commerce department I think quite a lot of the time in in the kind of medium to larger businesses those two aren't necessarily crossing over so you've got the e-commerce team who are just focused on growth and sales and they aren't necessarily embedding really sustainable practices I just think it's not quite come on people's radars yet I think a lot of people are thinking about packaging because mm-hmm. that's the the main thing that consumers will be um, noticing and flagging up but I think um, beyond that I think a lot of brands haven't quite thought beyond the packaging piece um or we we just saw loads of great opportunities for how for example there's so many um tech tools on the shopify uh app store mm-hmm. uh, where you can add um carbon offsetting at uh, checkout you can add charitable donations uh at checkout you can um there's even apps or, or kind of tools that you can add, plug into your Shopify website where you can uh, create a whole secondhand store on your on your site. And that is called... Recurate. Recurate. <laughs> and they're part of the Mindful Commerce community. Oh. <laughs> and, um, but I think a lot of brands don't know about these opportunities. Yeah. So what we really wanted the framework to do was to not just tell people what they could do but actually link them up with the apps the people the organizations the partners who can help them do those things yes that's my favorite <laughs> they're my favorite benefits and you just nailed them <laughs> and I also think that when we spoke to e-commerce experts and people who work for different for different brands and spoke to them about the different challenges I think it all seemed a bit overwhelming so we needed to think of a way where we could kind of break it down and and people who kind of work in e-commerce could type kind of like take it step by step because they didn't know which challenge to prioritize. And that's kind of why we framed it. And we took like a value chain approach. So first, so people who wanted to do use the framework would start with sourcing and kind of end with like product end of life. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of yeah. like going on and getting into the nitty gritty of the framework. Are we ready? For yeah. That? yeah. I think it's really important to say that like there are lots of tools out there for businesses to use to become more sustainable, but I haven't seen that many that have been specifically cut for those working in e-commerce. So I think it's just, this is a specialist tool that speak in the language of people who are working with e-commerce in e-commerce and it's specifically um, identified all the issues that they are working on or that they need to prioritize. So we, you know, I talked before about how we work with businesses to help them become more sustainable. What we do, we help them to like set a strategy and to figure out what they need to do. We've done that yeah. for a company that's got an e-commerce operation. So it's, it's specialized. Yeah. And, it can scale. and that's why it could make a big impact. Um. So um, that's great. So what is the framework and, and sort of, can you give us an overview of it? Sure. 
So uh, the framework is a best practice guide for any company who's working in the e-commerce world. And it's split into six categories or pillars. So I'll just list them off and then I'll go through them in more detail. So there's mindful business, mindful sourcing, mindful footprint, mindful deliveries, mindful products and mindful communications. So mindful business is all about your business model. So it's what kind of business are you? Do you have a, a strong mission? Do you have a mission for social impact? Are you doing anything to try and tackle the issues around, for example, overconsumption and people buying too much? And I, have you got any aspects of your business that, for example, are you working in the circular economy or are you doing something that's uh, not just traditional types of business, but something that's inherently sustainable? So that's kind of what kind of business model are you? So the framework contains loads of prompts and questions to help people navigate some of those ideas. And it also provides links to case studies or examples of businesses that are doing these things. Or it, it it links to resources for them to learn more, and to the mindful commerce directory. <laughs> exactly. So if, for example, there is a tech company that is involved with the circular economy, so for example, Recurate, who offers, like we mentioned before, a plugin for a brand to have a secondhand store, then they would be kind of listed as an example for the brand to find on the directory um, to help them with that. Exactly. And that's one of the things I love about this tool is that it's linking back to the directory and it's all the people within the community that can help each other out. So we tried wherever possible to, to link to people within the community. And we really hope that over time, the framework can evolve and grow. And more and more, we hope that we can add more links in to people within the, the community itself who can help each other um so yeah the second one's mindful sourcing so that's all about what kind of supply chain do you have where are you getting your products from what are they made of that kind of thing uh then we have mindful footprint so this is all thinking about your carbon footprint as a business even thinking about things like uh your website and the data that you're using and how much carbon emissions that's causing um, so it's really helping you think about maybe things you haven't thought about before mm -hmm. and deliveries. So that's obviously a big one for e-commerce. So in here, we talk about packaging, of course, uh, different types of delivery methods. And we, so some people might not realize that if you choose next day delivery on a online purchase, that that might mean that it has a much higher carbon emissions than if you chose a slower method of delivery, that's because often, especially in the United States, uh, next day delivery means probably it's going to be popped on a plane overnight and flown to you. Whereas if you chose a slow delivery, it might make its way to you by road or another way. So I think just a lot of people who are just buying something on a website might not think about that, but we're, we're trying to encourage businesses to offer more awareness to their consumers about that and offer them different options yeah um, because I guess the thinking behind that as well as like obviously if consumers are aware then they might choose a better delivery option and also um are given an incentive to yeah exactly 
So that's deliveries and then products. So the products themselves, what we're really trying to think about is, yeah, what is your product? Uh, how are you thinking about how you can make your product better? How are you thinking about how you can cut out waste ending up in the landfill? Could it end up as something else? Um, and designing it. So, for example, Fairphone design phones that can be, their components can all be replaced easily. So instead of it becoming e-waste, it would become something that could be used again. And then finally, mindful communications, because we think it's all very well doing all these things, but if you're not telling people what you're doing, then you don't, you're not unlocking that opportunity to lead change yeah. in the industry. So uh, we really encourage that kind of, to talk about it, what you're doing and sharing with others in your industry and leading that change. Yeah, that one's a good one because it, by doing that, you're building awareness as well and then giving the ideas to other people to do the same thing and like influencing because we buy from a really good coffee brand and um, didn't know for a while that their packaging is actually like fully recyclable, which is really interesting for a coffee brand because it's difficult to normally have to have like the foil inside and stuff. Um, but if he had said it on the packaging, then you know yeah and, often, known and we <laughs> recycle it and he's yeah. doing really cool things as well like mm. making uh uh it'll be like actually home, home cost home compostable home compostable yeah so he's like working with another organization to create this um home compostable packaging and then i was like oh would you mind when you've done that sharing that so then we could tell some other coffee brands and yeah it's like innovation spread the word build awareness and a nice little circle exactly <laughs> yeah and a great example of a company that's doing that is Finisterre so Finisterre um, make ethical apparel and they are they create uh they've created a, what they call a leave no trace bag which is made out of uh water soluble material and they are using that instead of kind of polyplastic to send out their clothes. Um, and instead of keeping that innovation to themselves and giving themselves a kind of competitive advantage for being a really sustainable company, they've just open sourced it. So they've just said, mm -hmm. anyone who wants to use this bag can just speak to us about it. So, and they, they've gone to other B Corps and offered it to them. So that's a great example of communications and, and kind of advocating for change and, and sharing open source information. Love yeah, it. Super. Thank you for going through I that. Think... Um, I guess another good thing to say about the framework as well is that it's all about asking questions and prompting people to think about um, different, like, different areas of sustainability rather than telling them what to do. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It's a good. It's it's a it's a helps them ask the questions about themselves that's what I found sort of looking at it was definitely you can gauge yourself by it and, and really deeply get into almost sometimes too deeply to where you can go and what you can do to make yourself your business more sustainable or better oh. for the environment and that's great and I guess a little bit um, in reflection now that it's been out there and delivered um, and we've had a few weeks to play with it and and ask the community what they think about it. But like, what are your guys' thoughts on it 
now that you know you're looking back at the project and, and where it is now and, and what do you think about it yeah so I'm, I'm really excited about it I think what we found in our research or what we really felt with this project is that we didn't spend you know it was quite a quick project to just get started and we didn't want to spend like a year perfecting it and getting it to like some perfect perfect thing and test and test and test we just wanted to get something out there that people could start using yeah. and what I'm really excited about is seeing how it evolves and we by no means think that it's perfect to begin with even though we know it's really great start and I'm sure that anyone who goes and starts playing around with it and finds it they'll definitely find some really useful resources and I'm sure they will find things in there that they've not heard of or they've not come across before so even if we can get someone to know about one app or one tech company that they've never heard of then we've done some good but I I would expect that most people will find a lot more than that in there and as time goes on we can just keep tweaking it and keep improving it and keep um, adding more and more things and more resources to it. So I very much see it as a work in progress that can grow and grow um, with feedback from the community or with input and as things improve. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, definitely. I'm already like <laughs> constantly thinking of how we can improve it and um, add more solutions, more brands as examples. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, definitely. And I think we also spoke about um, how we could kind of expand it and draw on your amazing community of experts that you've already got to do things like um, run kind of workshops and webinars on like specific areas of sustainable e-commerce. So there's so much that you can do with it. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that opportunity. Jump like, that one down. <laughs> yeah. and, and just really just seeing it as um, something that, can create so much impact because we are 12 as so we set up 12 because it was all about the it's called 12 because in 2018 there was a report by the IPCC released that said that we had less than 12 years to avert the climate and ecological crisis so um, we've now got less than 12 years to go um, so yeah we only really want to work on projects that are game-changing and are going to make a big impact and that's why we love this project because the scalability of it um, you know there could be hundreds or thousands of people using this framework and, and making positive impact to their business. And that really gives us a really good feeling. Mm -hmm. And uh, we really hope that even if one business changes the way they source their materials or reconsiders the kind of packaging that they use or thinks about how they could be a more purpose-driven business, then we've done our job. But I would just say that the, the scope for scale is huge. So I really hope that lots of people do use it. Yeah. And the key thing as well, just in the framework that we spoke about a lot was it needed to show users how to think beyond their own operations. So it's not just about reducing the negative impacts, but also about how they can increase their positive impact. So it's mm -hmm. a bit of a mindset change for, for some organizations, I guess. Definitely. And even like, you know, the thing that I kept saying was, we need to talk about the website and the impact of um, an e-commerce website because not, like I say this all the time, but not enough people realize um, that because it's just because it's not physical, it's still having an impact and it's taking energy from the planet. And I think um, that's the biggest thing that people go, oh, I never realized that. So just by, like you said, if one person takes one thing away 
from this framework or being in the community then we've done our job yeah (laughs) yeah exactly exactly and I think what the the important thing that that as sustainability consultants we would try to get people to think about is how material those issues are so if you are um a huge uh company like uh, a huge you know clothing company that's selling fast fashion and your website is probably not going to be your biggest impact so it might not be the thing you focus on first you know you might want to think about the fact that you're flying clothes all around the world and you've got mm-hmm. a tra- mm-hmm. you know all sorts of transport going everywhere but if you're a small company like yourselves um with a few a small team working remotely then yeah your digital footprint is likely to be one of your significant impacts so you have to think about it like that, that different companies need to think about what their biggest impacts are. And they're not going to be able to do that until they start looking into it. That's very true. I think that was one of the big the penny drop moment for me was, you know, when we found out about listening to our friend Jerry about um, the digital impact of um, businesses online. That was just, I was kind of like, we just have to tell people about this. Yeah. How do we, how do we let people know about this so they can make more informed better decisions and that I think that was one of the biggest mm-hmm. things that kicked off it was it was the rabbit the, hole yeah the mindful <laughs> commerce um yeah retrieve. we were really lucky to speak to Jerry as part of our research for the for the framework yeah. So, yeah we had a great conversation with him and he has some extraordinary facts around um the amount of data storage and, ha- and how many trees you'd have to plant per year to um just account for the returns I think it's something like two billion trees per year he, he has it's, some shocking stats that make you think. And, and by the way, <laughs> we did interview him on the podcast on episode three. <laughs> so, yeah, go listen to that, definitely. Uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 really, it's really great to have such a, a wide range of experts in the community just who are all supportive of this. And what we found when we did our research was that there was appetite and support from all the people we spoke to for this so it was really great to to feel that love from the community and enthusiasm just out of interest uh, uh, on that topic of you know digital impact and did you ever think about that did you consider it before you met us or was like was it already on your radar it's definitely uh on my radar is probably not something that I had it's probably something that I had thought oh, I need to act on it like I've got some shocking amount of emails you know old emails mm. that I probably need to delete or just like digital clutter mm. um and it probably just gave me the 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 kick to just tackle it a bit or think about it a bit more um but yeah I think you guys have done a great job of raising awareness of that issue so yeah keep doing it for sure definitely I I too am just I kind of I knew it was a thing before but I am so much more conscious of it now day to day Mm. kind of things like thinking before sending an email and um, storing images and watching videos and things like that yeah definitely I think in e-commerce it's quite tricky because you know it's quite image heavy (laughs) Um, and videos and graphics and stuff but yeah hopefully we can help people to do better um yeah I don't I also think that people need to think about the thing that is like I said the thing that's going to be the most material impact you know if you if you if your house was uh burning down you wouldn't go outside and like put out the tiny 
fire in like a tiny corner of the garden you know like do you know what I mean it's just you need to kind of focus on the areas that you are your biggest impact um and, you, and that's what as sustainability consultants that's what we kind of help people to figure out yeah. and there's lots of ways that you can do that you can do that through the carbon emissions that it creates the spend that you're spending on it the amount of impact it has on your business and how relevant it is to your business that kind of thing so but you've got a lot of our thinking in the framework you know as sustainability consultants we've put all that together and we've literally externalized our brain into into a resource that you can read and, and look at so um it's like we think about it as like having a sustainability expert in your pocket yeah for yes. you so <laughs> it, and it's a great way and you know they can use the framework to sort of go okay maybe that is my big ticket item that, that that's the biggest impact we have, but we can't afford to change that just yet. What else can we do? Mm-hmm. It gives mm-hmm. that, you know, because sometimes businesses get focused on, oh, wow, we need to change this massive impact that our business has, but then and can't see past it. Can't do it right now. So in the meantime, I'll uh, look at this small thing that I can do, which has a big impact. Small. Yeah, exactly. If you do several small things that are easy to change, you can have quite a big impact on your business as opposed to just doing the one big thing that might take some time have quite a lot of um institutional changes that you mm-hmm. need to do you know so yeah that's totally right and sometimes it can be um cheaper things or easy things or behavioral changes yeah. and i think the most important thing that i'd encourage people to to look at is is that kind of mindset mindset shift so actually getting them to think and ask questions of themselves that are a bit more like uh, a, a business that takes sustainability seriously and just some people might have never asked themselves those questions before I think when people are new to the idea of sustainability they're always asking what's the right thing should I do this or this you know should I use this type of packaging or this type of packaging which one's better which one's best mm-hmm. and what I often have to explain to people is it depends it depends and it depends what best is it, and what best is depends on what your priorities are so what do your consumers care about? What do you care about? Is plastic the worst thing for your consumers and they don't want to see any plastic? Or is it, um, do they want to have, do you have to also balance all these other things like durability? And it's no good if you have a really sustainable packaging that means all the goods insides get damaged or it gets damaged 50% of the time. So you have to send it back and that's going to create more carbon emissions. So it's all about as a sustainability consultant, what we're always trying to do is, is think holistically about all the different multifaceted issues that will add up to your environmental impact and social impact and trying to balance all those challenges. So we say good. (laughs) You know, and tech can help with that. I think tech can be really helpful in leading that change. You know, there's lots of good calculators out and there's probably scope for more um, calculators out there that say like a business has got uh, a product and they ship it in plastic packaging or it's a plastic bottle and they're like we want to be more sustainable or something that's more recyclable or something that can be reused we're going to use glass but then what is the upshot of using that glass like the mm-hmm. co2 footprint of transporting that glass product as opposed heavy. to a plastic one <laughs> could be you know and tech can play a big part in in that where there's lots of online calculators where you can gauge your co2 footprint and you know, against the two, it's, again, it's it's what's best or better or or the best, and there's there's definitely scope for tech to help with that. Um, I guess what what's your guys' views on 
tech in the e-commerce and its place in sustainability? Well, tech. Yeah, tech. Um, I think with tech, there are already a lot of tech solutions out there for different sustainability challenges. Um, I think one of the challenges perhaps for kind of tech developers and applications is kind of them getting the message out there and communicating and kind of promoting their own service potentially. Um, and kind of seeing themselves as a sustainability solution. I guess an example of that would be, uh, maybe it comes down to, to the brand or merchant using them, but an example of that would be Okendo, which is a um, app that enables shoppers to review their purchase online. So I know that Finisterre, for example, use Okendo, um, mm-hmm. so that people can purchase an item, once they have done, they can leave a review, say, um, if the sizing runs large or small, which obviously enables um, future shoppers to go look at the reviews and see, okay, that runs large, so perhaps I'll get a size down, which means that they are reducing the number of returns, which obviously lowers their carbon emissions. Um, But, so that's, that's an amazing initiative, but I would say that a lot of, a lot of organizations maybe don't see that as being an amazing initiative or being something that is an incredible sustainability solution. I absolutely love that answer. Mm. It's true. They don't, they don't recognize uh, uh, in particular a Kendo. Cause I've, I've got a good relationship with um, a Kendo and they, I was like, have you worked with any, you know, sustainable ethical brands? Um, can you help with this and that? And they're like, mm, I haven't really thought about that. And yeah, they're in our report, they're in <laughs> our framework, they're now on the directory, and all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, it can be a solution um, to help uh, fight climate change. And yeah, it's just, I liked your answer. <laughs> well, that's, that's good, I'm trying to say um, But actually quite an interesting fact that Jerry McGovern gave us is that 1.5 billion trees would need to be planted to deal with annual e-commerce returns in the US alone. So... Yeah, reducing the number of returns is is key to making e-commerce more sustainable. Yeah. So a Kendo, a a customer review app, are a a solution to lots of, well, the biggest e-commerce issue, which in my opinion, uh, like returns are the biggest Mm -hmm. issue in e-commerce. Huge. Yeah. And we want to get more people realizing how they can be an, an actor in that in that response or in, in to kind of fight one of those big challenges. So mm-hmm. if we have the issue of returns, like how can we get more app developers to to kind of step up and say we we've got a solution to that? And there's some really cool um, as well. Just thinking about other tech tools that that are at play. Um, quite a few companies now, like ASOS and Finisterre, using uh, AI led size fit guide so you go online helps you find the right fit um so you click you know are you average body shape or you know above or below and then it, what height you what weight are you and it kind of figures out the best size for you and says you should buy size 10 or size 12 or whatever and then it's it's much more likely that you'll get the right fit first time so again reducing returns so more and more that of of companies that can do that they're also going to save money because often returns are free yeah so it's it's a win-win for businesses to do this definitely definitely mm. yeah 
I also think when it comes to returns as well, it's it comes back to the communication piece is that it's and most people I would say think, oh, I'll just order two sizes of that because they can easily send it back and they won't think about the impact that that has, which is massive. Yeah. But but all it takes is is kind of raising awareness and people to think about it to just completely change their habits, which if you know like the impact that that could have if there was sort of a big industry-led campaign around it would be huge again. Yeah, I've I've actually um, recently come across an app that at checkout says like your impact or, oh, I can't remember what it was, but I was like, oh my God, that's a perfect app to say, like prompt the um, shopper, do you really need this? Like, this is the impact that it's going to have and, and make them just be more mindful about their purchases. Um, I love that. I love that. I'd love to see that, you know, oh, Hey, why have you got three, uh, three of the same dress in your basket? Why yeah. don't you head over to our fit assistant to find the right size, you know, mm, like exactly. that would, and if we had a, a industry wide example of best practice, if we have more and more people saying, well, we're doing this, we've got this tool, we've installed this plugin, we're using this. And then if we had an industry-wide campaign where we tried to get all the apparel companies to do something similar, I I just think that's where we need to go. We need to get all the people who have the solutions to start telling everyone, hey, this is the way to do it. We mm. all need to be doing this. Come on, let's get on board. And I think you could see some really rapid change. Exactly, yeah. And partnerships are so important in e-commerce, um, which is why the directory is what's needed. <laughs> Um, but yeah another thing that I've seen recently and I can't remember where it was um was basic I think it was it was a men's clothing website and it basically told people it would tell you like how much water was used to make a t-shirt or you know how much energy was used um and that's just amazing just to get you to stop and think about whether you need something as well and to realize like the impact of your purchase yeah it's just cool and definitely transparency and yeah communicate I think your impact and I think yeah like I mean there's a there's a lot of businesses and a lot of techs and a lot of good solutions out there and and there's just not enough awareness about those solutions I think is the biggest problem that's our goal absolutely build awareness of them and if there isn't is, yeah. If there is a, a, a problem that a lot of brands and merchants are facing, then, then they're asking about it. And there's a there's sometimes a gap in mm-hmm. to be filled by some tech possibly. So, you know, that, that'll be part of the framework where there, there isn't a solution for um, merchants' problems. So, mm-hmm. so we'll be like, can you fill this um, with your um, app, current app or like add a feature to your current app or build an entirely different app for to fill that gap <laughs> yeah 100 like i would love to see tech companies kind of doing massive hackathons to to figure mm. out the solution you know to these things if we're like we really need something that's going to help us track our carbon footprint from warehouse to end user and we don't have a tool to do it but we're pretty sure using mobile data we could do it um who can do it I just feel like there's so many clever, smart people out there. There's so many young graduates who are just absolute 
coding geniuses yeah. who I'm sure if we gave them that challenge, they could meet it. I'm sure they could yeah. design something amazing. So it's identifying the need. It's identifying the fact that we want to do this. There's a lot of people out there who, who want to do it and it could be a great opportunity. So I'm, I'm very aware of your time. <laughs> so I guess um, I might ask Naomi first, what's your number one tip or words of wisdom for any e-commerce business who wants to be more sustainable? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go to my notes. So I might have to cut so this fine. out. <laughs> How professional you have notes. Actually, we didn't even share the talking points. <laughs> Um, so I would like to encourage organizations to really reflect on their business model. I think a lot of businesses fall short when they're setting sustainability goals and targets because they're so focused on short term gains. And actually thinking long term is so critical to ongoing commercial success and to the protection of our planet. Um, and if we're not thinking long term, then there won't be a planet for us to make profit. For our business. Oh, very deep. (laughs) I like that. I like that a lot. So over to you, Jessica. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So my top tip would be just get started. Uh, It can feel really overwhelming when you uh, just see this huge list of things or you look at other businesses and they seem so far ahead of you. But really, every journey starts with a single step. And it really is important just to start where you can, start small, get the wins, celebrate the wins, and also just find the right people to work with. Just reach out to people who are doing it, find experts to work with, find uh, brilliant people on your team. Quite often, if you have a team, you know, young uh, people will be very interested in helping you with this and you can delegate um, projects to to interns or 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 senior managers or anyone uh, most people will be really motivated by this kind of work so just get everyone involved and just mm-hmm. try and set a target to get something done by a certain date and and keep going and good luck perfect wow, great great answer that's a great answer um i guess one final thing to touch on um you mentioned it early on in the podcast there was you help businesses with B Corp certification and really what are the big differences between B Corp and what you've created for us? At my mm, great question. Cause I think that's the really, it's really good to, um, to recognize that there are other frameworks out there and the BIA, the B impact assessment, which is the one you do for the B Corp certification is also a big list of questions, um, which you tick and, um, the main difference I would say is that the mindful commerce framework is first and foremost geared up for people who are working in e-commerce in some way. So it's been tailor-made for, for that kind of organization. So it has more specific questions to that kind of business. However, it does also have some broader sustainability and business related questions and topics. Uh, so I would say the mindful commerce framework is a really great place to get started and to start your journey towards becoming a more sustainable business. And I think the BIA, uh, the B Corp assessment 
after you've done the mindful commerce framework would be a lot less daunting and a lot um that you find quite a lot of overlap um and you'd be on a great you'd be on a great start to to continue and do the b corp um, as a next step but i would say that when you first approach the bia it can be a bit overwhelming because there's more than 200 questions and some of them you're like how does this even relate to my business and (laughs) some of the way the languages can be quite difficult to navigate so um for a company that doesn't have a sustainability strategy in place it can be quite difficult to know where you should be focusing so that's what that's why we find that often we work with businesses to help them identify what their priorities are and help them set their own strategy before tackling the BIA because it helps them not just go down rabbit holes focusing on how to measure water consumption in their suppliers when actually they really should be focusing on the you know environmental footprint of their offices which are massive or whatever it is you know it's just like you've got to you've got to it was like I was talking about before you need to go where the big impacts are and and the the people that are in your company and your stakeholders care about Mm. perfect what about the other way around so if you're you've you're doing the b corp assessment so the bia yeah um and then you came across the mindful commerce framework so you're an e-commerce business, obviously. Um, yeah, I still think uh, you'd really find the mindful commerce framework useful because, as we talked about, there's loads of case studies, um, which you never, you wouldn't find that in the BIA. It's not like an informative thing. It's more like a questionnaire asking you about your performance. Whereas I feel like the mindful commerce has got more focus on improvement and also linking you up via the directory of people who can help you. So it's more like a one-stop shop for thinking about your business but also improving rather than just assessing where you're at so I think if you've done the BIA or you're already a certified B Corp I really think you will still really find the mindful commerce framework to be super useful in your journey perfect wow oh I love this why (laughs) didn't why didn't we do this ages ago I would have found it so much easier to write a website copy (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, well, the first iterations out there. <laughs> but that's it. It's, it's an iteration. You just have to keep improving and, like, yeah. it's, it's, you know, done is better than perfect. Like, like the framework <laughs> is, it, it's a journey. And it is. So. It's a journey for us as well. <laughs> um, thank you so much. It was lovely to chat to you both. Thank it was you great to talk to you guys too. Yeah, it was lovely to catch up. Yeah. Thanks for uh, winging it with us. Yeah, thank, thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Thank, thanks for the catch up. And, and, and really, and thanks again for helping us yeah. get to where we needed to get to to, to help others. Mm, it's amazing, honestly. Oh, it was great to work with you, and we really look forward to seeing all the impact that the framework and the directory will, will make. And we look forward to hearing what people think, so do let us know. Definitely, 100%. Definitely. I can't wait to see how it develops as well. Mm in months and years to come um yeah thank you so much um yeah and yeah, <laughs> yeah. you'll speak again soon if you would like to find out more about 12 you can head over to their website 12futures.com and i will leave the link in the show notes and if you enjoyed this conversation today you'll love the mindful commerce community Head over to mindfulcommerce.io and click on community and I'll see you there.